a call. Perfect. Hello, all. Welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. I am your host, Daniel Kubal, and I have with me today a very special guest, Mallory Kuhn. How are you today, Mallory? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm excellent. It's been a nice day of just interviewing authors for the podcast. So I love it. Here, uh, I don't know if you guys can see, but my little buddy came down earlier, uh, oh. Ranger here, oh. my friend's dog. So uh scott odin was just on with me so we talked about making ranger my uh my co-host uh and for future podcasts so i was thinking we'd be disturbing him but he's still on his nap so i was gonna say he's out cold <laughs> yeah he just he just likes to cuddle so he's a good I one <laughs> all right so i sent you the question so we'll actually just start i like having people have them because I'm a teacher, so I feel like visual aids help. <laughs> the it's so nice, though, because I'm so type A. Like, I yeah. just I like to be prepared. <laughs> no, I, I totally understand. Like, if, because I ask people, because, like, I got Michael R. Fletcher coming uh, right after you um, at 3 o'clock, and we were talking, and he goes, I don't want to know anything. I want to go cold. Uh, and I know he likes that kind of thing because his mind, you know, works differently than mine. I, I have to have the questions ahead of time. So that's where I like to get people the option. Um, I had a couple other people like Mark like to have them. So I just thought, you know what? A couple people asked, so might as well just ask everybody right off the bat. And <laughs> yeah. I think it actually helps me too, to send it to people ahead of time. You know, that way I kind of work on the questions a little bit better and, you know, kind of go from there. So, uh, we're going to start with that first one there. What has your writing journey been like? Where did you start exactly? Yeah. So my writing journey has been long <laughs> and amen to that of, yeah right full of trial and error <laughs> I was like I think I'm, I'm twice turned 34 so I think I must have started writing my current um you know setting and then changed it but I think I was like 14 so I'm on like year 20 so I feel you <laughs> yeah right it's like um all of it it's, it's a journey for everyone I feel like yeah yeah um you Good know I'm writing yeah, right. It, I've been writing forever. I mean, that's like most writers say that, you know, since I was a kid, but like I actually started like thinking of ideas, writing the story and finishing it <laughs> and editing it. <laughs> I started doing that at like about age 22, like right okay. out of college. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it's pretty much like I always say, I got a couple months into my first office job and went, Oh, I can't do this forever. <laughs> so decided to return to the old passion of writing that I yeah, put yeah. aside while I was in college. Um, but yeah, so I started writing seriously in 2014. I, you know, queried a bunch of books. I queried five books before I got an agent. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and now I'm like super glad that none of them went anywhere because I was learning how to write a novel. I didn't know. How yeah, to yeah, yeah. They're not very good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, right. And I can return to them. I've actually pilfered a lot of them for parts since. Um, so they're not really workable anymore. But um, the fifth book that I wrote um, is actually a young adult fantasy. And that was what I signed my agent with. And uh, we took that on submission and it never sold. So oh, okay. Thieves is actually the sixth book <laughs> that I have like made an attempt to get published um so and I couldn't be more thrilled that none of the other ones worked out now that I have thieves you know what I mean well it's if like, it makes you feel any better Brandon Sanderson wrote I believe 13 it was either 10 or 13 uh before he actually sold his first one and 
to be fair, one of them that he really wanted to fix and he just couldn't figure out the time was actually A Way of Kings. Oh, dang. The other one was Warbreaker, which is one of my favorite books of all time, and Elantris. And he set them aside and then came back later. And, you know, those have changed the, the entire fantasy genre. So, oh, for sure. I feel yeah. like you only doing six is actually, you're like, right on the right track. Ahead of the curve. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like, I totally get that though, because there are a few projects that I like, I haven't even finished, but I've started drafting and gone. I am not mature enough as a writer to tackle this and to like execute this the way I want to execute it. So I've set them aside and, and hopefully I'll come back to them later. And, uh, you know, it's so funny that you it. say that it's so funny that you say it. Cause I was just talking to Mark about this, um, Saturday or Friday, we were supposed to do episode three cause we got cut off the other day with, uh, the internet where I was at and we thought, well, let's just get together. And then we actually started talking and forgot to record because um, oh, no. we were just so in depth and it was just funny that you say that because I was talking to him about a superhero trilogy that I want to do and in my head it sounds so good and when I tried it it didn't work and I thought I told him I said I'm just not a mature enough writer to write it you know it's almost like a you're you know you're 10 years old trying to bench press like 250 pounds it just doesn't work right that's a good metaphor enough. though like you just it, you need a couple more reps yeah at the yeah. metaphorical writing gym yeah yeah <laughs> or you can you know maybe you tackle feel, that project you like you need a, like ten thousand or a hundred thousand <laughs> reps but no I, I get that of reps <laughs> yeah yeah but i get that and it's it just makes me feel better and so that i i probably should explain this but uh people that i'm trying to advertise this podcast for people like me who i'm um on draft two of my first novel and I just want them to know that you know people like yourself who've already written six and you know I know people that you know um you know have bought your book and really enjoyed it so I just want them to know that we're all in the same boat here (laughs) just to keep Uh, going 100% (laughs) yeah you always hear those stories of the person who like sells the first book they wrote and it's only on sub for like a week and like whatever maybe three weeks like will white's first one yeah but it's like 2500 copies in first month like that is by far the least common exactly way that this goes like i uh i'm a part of a group that's I call it our support group. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like a bunch of other authors that are debuting this year. Oh, that's and cool. Like we, I don't think there's a single person in that group. I could be wrong. I, I but the, I can't think of off the top of my head, a single person in that group that like, is that silver bullet to oh, yeah, yeah. publication story? Like, it's just not that common. So well, yeah, if even, you're out there yeah. working on your first or your second book, like you are on the right path, like keep trucking, you got this, <laughs> but <laughs> be patient with yourself be nice to yourself <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no that's fair I think that's great advice it's uh sorry I think my I don't know if it's my internet or this computer day it's been a little laggy oh no <laughs> um so I apologize if I interrupt you I, it's because no, of my yeah. audio um yeah it's just it's funny that you say that because like Mark for instance and I were talking and I'm so sorry but Mark's book is gonna be way better than mine I already know but from like his explanation and you know, his blurb is amazing. He got Felix to do the cover art. And I'm just, I told him, I was like, I'm trying. He's like, well, I'll help you. So he was helping me a little bit the other night. And then I'm actually going to do some rewrites and things and then redo the outline and then send it to him. So he's been awesome. But I was just like, how, I just felt like after talking to him, I felt like I was on a mountain, you know, and I was at the bottom and he goes, it was just funny through our conversation. Very similar to what you said. And 
he was like, don't worry. He's like, I'm on the next mountain looking down at you, but then looking up at my mountain at at someone else. Yeah. And we were just thinking of like that mountain range. And I just thought that that was a really good way to put it. So, yeah, well, and I'll tell you, I don't know, obviously I am still at the at the bottom of one of the very early mountains, right? Like I'm <laughs> the foothills. The foothills. <laughs> yes, I'm in the foothills. Yeah. But I don't know that there's ever going to be a point when there's no I pick up books all the time that I read and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm terrible. Like this book is incredible. Like <laughs> I, I will never feeling. write anything as good as this book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just super normal. A like they're just different authors have different strengths, but also like you, you don't have to necessarily be the best. It's not a competition, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just as long as you are putting something out there that can find the readers that need it and is Ooh, I like you know, something you're proud of, then, yeah. you know, I'm quoting you there. I, that's a good quote right there. I'm definitely quoting you there. That's a really good Perfect. one. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's what, what Mark and I talked about too, is that, you know, they, they were talking about that on, uh, Oh, one of the threads the other day I was looking at on Twitter and someone's like, do you see other authors as competition? And I'm like, no, I'm like, I have so many authors that are my friends. I was like, I buy their books. I buy their audio, you know, I'll buy their Kindle. I'm like, I buy their books for other people, you know, for gifts and stuff. I'm like, I want them to be successful. I'm like, I don't, I don't want that, you know? And it's funny that you said that because yeah, we had a huge, huge topic about that the other day on a, Facebook group that I'm a part of and um yeah it just it turned into like this huge thing and some people were like I see all of you as competition I'm like well I was like well I'm not taking your book sales so, yeah right well it's you know, like, like you know just that's why they're book shelves you know I like, guess, shelves. like if you're on a shelf is it technically competition I guess but like I don't know I see all my fellow writers as like my teammates in this very long journey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you try to do this very long journey by yourself, you're going to be really lonely. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's going to totally. be stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like, no offense, but like, I don't know anybody who's not, who's going to be like, okay, I'm going to go read Mallory's, you know, among thieves. I loved it. I'm not going to go buy another thief book. Right. They're going to go and buy your book. That's it. About thieves. Well like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, if it, and especially like fantasy, historical fiction and sci-fi and urban fantasy, like, I feel like those genres have the biggest following and uh, Scott just made a really good point. He's like fantasy people in particular. And I actually think sci-fi, I think any of those genres, historical fiction, I think now is new where fans are talking and talking a lot about, you know, the books and stuff, the brothers, Gwen, Edward, you know, and um, William are, you know, like that, where they love talking about historical fiction and I'm like, I've been eating up historical fiction since they've been talking to me about it. And I just think that, yeah, like, it's like Miss Pac-Man, you know, you get one and you just go with the other one. And like, everybody knows, especially fantasy, like we're addicted, you know, and I don't okay. know anybody that's going to be like, I'm just going to buy Mallory's book and not buy somebody else's. Right. Like it's my only book for the year. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm like, you're going to go down and, you know, or go to Amazon or the bookstore or the library and you're going to go on the Kindle and you're going to go find more thief books. Like you're we all gonna know come that. home with 14 books and then exactly. you're gonna sit and look at them on your shelf and feel yeah. guilty for not reading them for yep. a year and a half. Yep. This is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a sickness. We all know it. And my wife, my wife calls it my sickness. And 
it's funny because she's always like, this is the healthiest sickness anybody can have. And I was going to say, uh, there are worse sicknesses to have. Than yeah. Well, my buddy was making fun of me. He goes, oh, you're going to go to the bookstore again? I'm like, okay, you can go to the bar again. And you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. he, he literally spends more on two beers at this one, you know, and it's a local place. It's whatever. But he spends more on two beers like every Friday to go out to eat than I do. Like I might buy like two or three books a month, you know. And I usually try and cap it at four, like a book a week or something. But, you know, he'll go out and I'm like, that was just the one Friday, every Friday. I go, then you go out on Saturday. If you go, I go, by the time you're done, I'm like, you just spent like six months of books, you know? And I'm <laughs> like, I don't drink beer and I barely drank. I'm like, I'm saving my health and working my mind out. So I'm like, yeah. let me buy another fantasy or thief book. And, you know, and <laughs> he's like. Travel to a, a new world point. inside my exactly. brain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly exactly oh it's funny too that you said that because like fletcher was talking about that the other day with um feeling it's their 37th ep- uh, episode of season two for you listeners out there uh, i plug a lot of their stuff because i love that podcast for wizards warriors and words and um him and ashton had both talked about like still like they have imposter syndrome and uh you know we'll read so like fletcher talks about all the time and if he says that he really likes someone's book um, and it made him feel like a brand new author. And I know how so many people that love his books. I bought two of them and they're on my list coming up. I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's okay for me to feel that way because here's somebody that, you know, my friend the other day was read beyond redemption. It was just like absolutely, you know, mind blown. So I was like, all right, we're okay to feel this way. If, you know, oh, yeah. people that, you know, <laughs> I'm anxious to talk to him about, uh, feeling that way as well. Uh, here in a little bit because I felt felt like that the other day after talking to Mark and uh, reading the first couple of pages of his book I was just like oh, no. oh and then he goes can I read it I don't like the first like the prologue or the first couple of pages of yours I was like oh I was like yeah after I fix it for about a week <laughs> like, like, uh, not today let me uh... yeah exactly <laughs> I was like yeah give me a minute like <laughs> I felt like I you know got ready for prom and then came down and my date looked way nicer than me. So I had to like go back and like change or something again. <laughs> Reevaluate your outfit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I don't know what's up with today, but I'm getting great answers and topics from people. <laughs> I'm going to try and keep it going with Michael after this. Um, I feel like we talked about so much already. And like, that's why I always use the questions as a guide. Cause like Mark and I had so much good stuff that wasn't even from the questions, but I feel like you and I have already had a, a good point that, you know, for just like trying to just do your best. Like that's all any writer's trying to do. Right. And I feel like at any point people have imposter syndrome or, or whatever, don't think this is good, but really it comes down to the readers and what they think. And like I said, I had some friends that have read your book recently and, you know, really enjoyed it. Uh, And I was glad to see that you've had some other successes this week too. Right. I don't know if you could share them, but yeah, well, I mean, I, I just, uh, I can share the one that I tweeted about. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I just feel like you've had a good week and I just want to I talk had, about that. Like, a fantastic week. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It's been like a very big roller coaster since the book came out, which yeah. like, I've heard like your debut month described as like a month long panic attack. And I yeah, feel yeah. like that's quite accurate because <laughs> it's very like, um, 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 but yeah, this week was great. I, uh, learned that my UK edition, this, it looks so good back there, by the way. Yeah. Great, great, great looking cover. I love the yellow spine. <laughs> All right. It's like, imagine that on a shelf. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I learned from my UK team that uh, Among Thieves was the 11th best-selling hardback fiction. What? Oh, that's so awesome. Week. See, so- I, I was going to do research after you, you know, we're talking about publication, but I said, I want to wait and be surprised with our viewers. So that is awesome. Congrats. That is so cool. Thanks. Yeah. Part of me is still convinced, speaking of imposter syndrome, that like someone's going to be like, oh, never mind. It was a mistake. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've seen, but I've seen so many people, like I literally saw 10 different people, um, you know, uh, tag your book uh, this week, actually. And unfortunately, I was just so slammed, but I did want to tell you, you know, I was going to tag you and I'm actually, and I saw a couple of really good reviews and stuff. I did share them on Twitter, but you might've missed it. Um, the algorithm has been kind of off with mine lately yeah. for some reason, but, but yeah, I saw 10 different people from Wednesday uh, to Friday, early morning, um, that had been sharing your book and making the rounds. So just want to let you know that it's definitely out there and it's, it's making the rounds. So, Yay! yes. Well, I'll have to, after this, go find your Twitter feed directly and, and creep on it and find. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I had at least like four of them. So nice. I know I I'm probably pretty active. It's either on my, my actual author account or, um, for the podcast itself. But I was like, Oh, Mallory's coming this week. Like that's really cool. So yeah, it was really neat, uh, you know, just to see that. So I actually was trying to get to the bookstore earlier because my wife got me a, a gift card. Anytime I can buy, you know, somebody that I know and support my local independent bookstore, it's like a two, four. So oh, yeah. I, of course they open an hour later today because of like the pandemic or whatever. And I was like, no. So I'm trying to go right after <laughs> talking with Mike. because I got you and a couple other people and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> it's right? like I get to do all my favorite things in a day. So yeah, that is really cool. Number me. 11. That is, <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I would also buy myself a bottle of champagne and enjoy it this week if if I was anywhere near top 20 for any list whatsoever. Right? So that That's what I was like, um, and I found that news out literally at six o'clock in the morning because it oh, came man. as an email from my UK team. Uh, and I just like happened to, you know, I was getting up for work and I like looked at my phone and I was like, now I'm wide awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Wide awake forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you keep climbing and we'd love to see you at number one and be the first ones to talk to you after that. So that would be really, that would really be super cool. cool. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. I got sidetracked because I, I know you from Twitter and stuff and I like to get those kind of things in on the podcast. Um, so how did you start writing in fantasy exactly? Good question. So or maybe even what attracted you to writing fantasy? Yeah. Well, I've been a fantasy nerd forever. <laughs> um, as long as I can remember. So um, I, I got my like gateway into fantasy with um, the Redwall books by Brian. Oh, Jacks yeah. When I was in elementary school. Those are um, I was very obsessed with those books. And um, so I read those. And then like the Chronicles of Crestomancy by Diana Wynne Jones. I was really into those as well. And Uh, at a pretty young age, like a little older than that, maybe like late elementary school, I started my obsession with Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. So yeah. yeah, The Hobbit's definitely my favorite book. Yeah. I say, I love the Hobbit, the the books of the actual Lord of the Rings. I didn't read until a little later. uh, You know, they're a little more dense. uh, Oh yeah. That first fellowship. (laughs) Yeah. That fellowship. Oh man. I feel like more accomplished reading the fellowship than any of Steven Erickson's like Malazan book of the fallen. And I just, yeah, it was very wordy. I love the ideas and stuff in it, but yeah, it was, it was yeah, very well, difficult. Yeah, well, you know, it's it was written a long time ago. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a bit older now, uh, but I did. I loved the movies from like 
I don't know, fourth grade on. Oh, they're great. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's been like a, an obsession of mine for a really long time. I genuinely, I'm not sure if I've ever written a, anything of substance that is not in the fantasy genre. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so like maybe a couple short stories or, yeah, you yeah. know, I've obviously like, I've written some poetry and stuff. That's not, but I, not like anything I actually like tried to pursue publication with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that wasn't fantasy. Um, and I think the reason why I gravitate toward it is it's just so fun to make up my own world. Oh yeah. Um, like major props to the folks that do write contemporary. I cannot imagine. And, and maybe, you know, who knows, maybe someday I'll try my hand at contemporary. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. see it right now, but, um, I can't imagine working within the confines of like stuff that already exists, <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, I definitely get that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so much fun to be able to be like, I'm going to create kingdoms and like their political relationships and I'm going to make a religion. And like, <laughs> History, I just have yeah. so much fun with that. Like that's the most fun part arguably of the process for me um, that I think giving it up would just, I don't know, take a lot of the joy out of writing in general for me. So. Oh, it's funny that you say that because Scott and I were talking because uh, I didn't realize that um, I might actually have it on my shelf at my parents' house. Uh, they have a bunch of Conan books and stuff. And I didn't realize that he had written a novella actually in Robert e. Howard's Conan world. I knew he had written short stories for Savage Swords and things. And um, that's one of the questions that I will be asking him is how does it feel? Cause I've always wanted to write a forgotten realms book. And then of course now they don't do them then unless you're Bob or Ed and you know, and I would love to see, we talked uh, with some different authors the other day and Mark and I talked about this cause Mark was like, I would love to write a forgotten realms book. And I was like, well, maybe one of these days, if we all get famous, you know, or whatever, get enough readers, we can pull together and open it back up or whatever. Right, revitalize it. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I just, I love those books. And I got like 350 of them. That's what I'm trying to do with mine is like something like that. But I wanted to ask Scott uh, next episode and say, you know, like, what is it like writing somebody's world where it's already been written? And I always really worry about that. Like I want to do it for some different things like Warhammer and stuff, but it's like, I, I'm like you, I, I really enjoy the world building and, you know, I just, I wonder about that, you know, and I think it'd be a lot harder than just coming up with yes. new stuff. No, I totally agree. Well, that's, I, uh, I know a lot of writers and authors cut their teeth writing fan fiction. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I always feel like I'm like, Ooh, I have to like hide the fact that I, I never wrote fan fiction. I have literally never in Me my neither. life written fan fiction. And it's not because I like, oh, fan fiction. Like I'm not against it or anything. I just like, again, props to the people that are writing fan fiction. That feels so much harder to me. Oh, it is. <laughs> to like yeah. work within the confines of a world that someone else has already created. It kind of feels like, uh, you mentioned that you you do some computer code. I, I used to, my old day job, I used to do some coding. Okay. Like coming in and trying to edit someone else's code. I feel yeah. Like, right. You don't Whereas know like, where you, you don't know where to start. <laughs> Yeah, like I know, you know, what I was trying to do when I wrote yeah. it. Whereas if it's someone else's code, I have to first come in, figure out what the heck it's doing and, you know, try to get in their head what they were thinking when they wrote it. Yeah, it I is. A, it's its it. own language. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's, to me, it feels the same to try to write within oh, yeah. an existing like world. I don't know. I don't that's know. That's a really it good way to put it. Tricky. <laughs> no, it's, I think that's a really good way to put it. Like, I guess I should, I guess I shouldn't say I didn't try to write fan fiction. I, I wasn't really trying, but I, the Forgotten Realms they used to have were like, if you submitted a book and they liked it, they would buy it from you and give you a chance, you know? 
And I did attempt to do that when I was 14. That's where my world started was, and it's probably why I like still those types of books. That's what I like to read and write. And I tried it, but it was just like, there was so much in the forgotten realms that it was, I like how you put it with the coding. It was its own language. And, you know, there was, I felt like I would have finished something if I wasn't trying, like if I had just tried to write my own book, I would have been able to finish, I think earlier, but trying to write in someone else's, it just, it took me a long time to realize probably like 10 years when I was writing different, like, I guess, fan fiction, I guess would would label it as uh, forgotten realms book. It just, it just didn't work. And I, I like how you said that too, like earlier, like, I think it's because it was someone else's language and it wasn't my own. I think it's a lot easier that way. I think about it too, with, um, like when there's a huge, such a huge body of work out there already in the franchise, like uh, everyone that's writing Star Wars novels right now. Yeah, it's like yeah. To write something and not accidentally step on the toes of <laughs> canon somewhere else yeah. would be so difficult. It would be really, really difficult. Um, so yeah, all of that is just like whole new challenges. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I definitely, like we talked about earlier, I definitely think I'd have to you know, I thought about Star Wars too, because that's the sci-fi that I first started reading. And I think that that was my leap into the Forgotten Realms. And the Forgotten Realms was my leap into, I would say, like, contemporary fantasy. And I thought about that the other day. I was just like, I don't even know where you would start with, like, where I want to know. I'm going to try and uh, talk to one author, actually, that I know where she actually just wrote one of the new, um, I think it's the High Republic series, oh, uh, like okay. book one or whatever. And I want to ask her and be like, where did you, where did you start? Like, you right. just like, like, like how, how? <laughs> like, exactly. Like exactly. in this you must entire have, galaxy. Like, tense amount of research. Yeah. Like, it's, it must be nuts, but. Yeah. Like, is there some Thanks. sort of, like, we were wondering, like, with Forgotten Realms too, like, because my, my buddy and I talked about this. He goes, well, would you consider starting your own, like, Wizards of the Coast or TSR? And. I said, well, if mine became popular enough indie, I would. And then, you know, like yourself or somebody, if they wanted to come and write, I said, yeah. And he said, now let's just think about this. He's like, because we talked about like, I should probably be, I've been starting to form my own dictionary for my world and stuff just as I go. And there's already too much compared to what I already started and, you know, having to fix and this and that. So I said, yeah, I definitely need to do that. And he said, well, it's probably a better idea just to think ahead that if you were going to do this, you'd already have that done. So that way, like a star Wars or, you know, or even like, you know, Tolkien, you know, like people could come in very easily and write in your world. And I thought, Oh man, he's like, yeah, just doing that one dictionary helps not just you, but anybody. And I was like, that's actually a really good business plan, you know, for like the future. And I don't know. I, I started thinking about that and I was like, I wonder if star Wars or, you know, these companies like, like Dragonlance, like I'm wondering if Dragonlance or Forgotten Realms, if they ever did that. Cause it's just so like, here, read some of this before you start writing for us. Like, I just right. feel like there's so much there. It's like, so much value. Yeah. 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 yeah well, and even like creating like a world dictionary or like I, I create a big giant OneNote document every single time I start a new project. Oh, okay. That's good to know. I have, yeah. It's great. It's like I have different subfolders for, you know, every character and they're, you know, I interview them and then like I have inspiration images for them, oh, like a bio cool. card. Um, and then also all the different elements of my world. I have a folder for any research that I've done with the tidbits that I think will be helpful. 
Um, and it's helpful, not just like if someone else is going to come and write in the space, but like it's helpful for you. Cause oh, I can't yeah. tell you how many times <laughs> I've come back to a project after a couple months and been like, oh. uh, <laughs> no, I definitely what's understand the name that. of that one city again, or like yeah. what color eyes did I give this one character? And then instead of having to like, you know, trove through your manuscript and try to find it, you can just flip to that one page of your story Bible and be like, ah, oh, yes, the eyes were green. Let's keep going. Um, yeah, so, yeah. you can't change it. Cause that will, you'll have that one fan for yes, your second book notice. and they'll be like, Hey, like, <laughs> why did this happen? <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah. Dirk was saying, he was like, yeah, somebody mentioned that in one of his books and he was just like, gosh, darn it. So, and he was like, what do I do? Like go back and, you know, republish. So he's like, I fixed it on Amazon, but I don't think, I think it was him. I was talking about it on the wizard's words and words. He's like, but it's kind of hard to fix it on the print books, you know? Yeah. Like, they're like, already printed <laughs> yeah yeah they're already printed so <laughs> i so i'm gonna stop real quick here because you actually yeah. said something that i think was really really good uh what's up guys uh when you said you interview your characters so what exactly like talk take me through that process just real fast because i think we st- stumbled on a gem here because i think a lot of people maybe haven't considered doing that so yeah what exactly is that process like for you so it's honestly one of the lengthiest parts of my entire like outlining world building process. Um, but it saves me so much time and headache when I get into actually drafting. Um, so what I do is I just have all my characters and then I have a list of 20, 30 questions, um, that I'll ask them. And, you know, some of them are really easy questions like, where were you born or whatever, but a lot of them are, are deeper. Like, uh, you know, would you, what's, what in your opinion is the worst way to die? (laughs) It's not a morbid, (laughs) but like, you know, you got to kind of get at the meat. And then the trick is to not only just answer those questions, but answer them in the character's voice. So like, if you ask the character, like, what's your full name? If the character would lie, don't put the character's full name there, have them lie. Uh, it, it just kind of lets me nail down what they're kind of what makes them tick, get their MO sorted out. Um, and then also, especially if they're going to be a point of view character, it really helps me get their voice. So that when yeah. I actually get into the drafting, I kind of, I feel like I know them already. Like, I feel like we're already buddies Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can kind of sink into their shoes a little bit easier. Um, yeah, I started doing that probably around the third book that I wrote and uh the first time I did it, I was like oh holy crap I'm never going back to not doing this like it yeah, makes yeah. it so much easier um so yeah and you can if you just google like character interview questions too uh there's a ton of awesome bloggers that have just like put lists of like 100 okay. questions um and I would recommend because what I do I just like google that and then like cherry pick you know a couple of questions yeah, from yeah, a bunch yeah. of different blogs so I have different questions every time um, but yeah, I would totally recommend, uh, especially like if, you know, anyone out there is listening and you're feel like you're just like, Ooh, I kind of know what this character's up to, but I just like, can't quite wrap my hand around what their, you know, their whole heart of them is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's one of the easiest ways to really get at the meat of your characters. And see, so this is the kind of question that I started the podcast for just in general for myself, because like Brandon Sanderson does something similar, but okay, you want to be on camera, but- <laughs> Oh my uh, gosh, dog appearance. <laughs> yeah. Woke up from his nap. Uh, 
So Brandon Sanderson talked about something similarly, but I'm glad you stated that for us exactly because I've been trying to do something similar, but I did it the way that Brandon said to do it. He writes like a page to five pages describing the character and those different things. I tried that. I don't know the answers, so I can't finish it. And then that hurts me for what the whole tool and process is supposed to be. So I like how you said actually interviewing, because I think for me that that's a better practice and will work a lot better that way, uh, because then it will help me to discover specifically those different things about the character and answer those questions myself versus just writing a two to three page description or or this, like, I know the character, I want to know those deeper level questions. So right. I think that's Stuff a lot that will more helpful. Never show up in the manuscript. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes I ask but that my you characters, need to know. Yeah. Well, sometimes I ask them stuff that like, doesn't even exist in their world. Like I'll ask them like what their Starbucks order is. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I'm just yeah. trying to like get, figure out their really response, figure out who this yeah. person is and make them like a fully fleshed out person. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a really good point that you bring up that Brandon Sanderson has such a different process. Cause I think that touches on like the most important piece of like, I don't know, writing advice <laughs> that I always give is that like, take all writing advice, even what I'm saying right now with like a huge pinch of salt, because every writer has such a different process and like, as long as at the end you have a book that you're proud of, it's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whatever process works for you. Um, so like when I was first getting started, um, well, like my first book, I was like, um, my English teachers that I'm a good writer. I'm just going to write it. And like, <laughs> LOL. Uh, turns out writing a book is quite a bit different from writing. It's a lot a different. Like who knew? Everybody knew except yeah. for me, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but when I like started actually going like, hey, you know, this, I, I don't know how to do this. Um, I read every writing blog that I could get my hands on just to try to see the processes that different people were using. Oh, yeah. And I tried a bunch of them and some of them were colossal failures for me. Um, like you'll hear a lot of people talk about plotting versus pantsing. Yeah. Um, so I've discovered that I'm a, a plotter for sure. I tried pantsing because I didn't know yet. And I ended up with about 40,000 words that went nowhere. Oh, been there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I just realized, okay, tried it, cross it off the list. Pantsing is not a method that works for me. Um, and that's okay. I feel like writing is so much trial and error and, and maybe it's just, you know, me, I know I'm a perfectionist, but I was so hard on myself in the beginning. Cause I was like, felt like I should be able to just churn out a book and like, it's like anything else. Like we were talking earlier, you got to put your reps in, like yep. <laughs> you got to try to write a book to learn how, and you're going to probably get it wrong a few times. And yeah, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, uh, you know, I was talking to Mark. I said, Mark, I said, here's the thing. I said, I screwed up this book so much because three chapters randomly are different points of view that I tried. I said, you know, I came up with so much better ideas at the end. I said, now I just feel like it's literally a garbage heap and there's a lot there, but it just feel like it's going to take a lot to sort out. I said, is it going to be a great story one day? Yes. I said, I just don't know if that's now. And so he's trying to help me figure out like, should I just, and Fletcher and then we're talking about it too. I think in season one, right before the pandemic or right at the start of the pandemic um, where a lot of writers, and I remember Mike talking about it specifically, he's like, I'll write a book. He's written multiple books and just left them. 
or yeah. maybe come back later. Like you said, take parts. And I'm just wondering if I should, because he said like, one of them said like, you shouldn't publish your first book. And Brandon talks about that too. And I'm thinking maybe I should just, I'm plotting out this Griffin Rider series um, that I really like. And I finally was able to fix the characters and now I have the character. So I'm just trying to fix the story now, yeah. uh, which was Scott and I just talked about. And I feel like it's okay to come back to this one later. And I have a, like, I have a career, like I'm a teacher, I'm a coach. Like I like have other stuff that we do Airbnb and stuff. Like I don't need to sell books, you know, like I just want to write books and then have other people read them. And I, I think it's okay to do that. And Scott and I were just talking about that, but yeah, it's like, I think sometimes it's kind of hard to determine the writing process, like you're saying, and I've had to figure out you know, like uh, I was talking to Mark or someone else the other day and on Twitter and they liked uh, likened writing processes for different people, like trying on different clothes, you know, and like Adidas is one of the only like ones like for shoes that I can fit because they have wide feet, but not, you know, long feet. And now they're making shoes for people like me. So it's a lot easier to find sizes, but like Nikes, I can't usually wear, you know, it's my size, but it's not right, really, it doesn't, doesn't fit, you know? Comfy. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a size that fits all, but it doesn't. And I, we were talking about how the writing process is like, you were just mentioning that, you know, like something might like uh, Jed Hearn actually does the, um, the Excel spreadsheet for tracking writing. Turns out I'm a really big goal person. That's why lately my writing's tapered because I let my Excel spreadsheet taper. So now oh, I have to yeah. go back and fix that in order to see my goals to go back. And, yeah, and yeah. yeah, I like how you said that though. Like, yeah, it's just, I think too many people try to fit on the wrong writing yes. process and I did that for far too long. So yeah, but yeah. I like how well, you mentioned different blogs though. Yes. Uh, so if there's any in particular that you thought, you know, really work for you. I would love just to see them and kind of share them with people. Cause you never, like you said, you never know. They could be, you know, yeah, it could be helpful. It. I'll send yeah, them. If, or if you like... ever find any, just send them to me. Cause I yeah. love writing blogs and I, that's, I'm glad you said that. Cause I haven't gone back to them recently and maybe that's what I need to do, you know? And I think yeah. some of our listeners are the same ways. And I think that's just a, a, a you know, free a great resource. Tool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you such don't a have great to point. As long as you have, you know, a connection to the internet and, you know, you could get that at a, at a public library if you don't have yeah, internet yeah. at home, you know, you can read that's great advice. this great information for free. But um, yeah, going back a little bit to what you were saying about, you know, not sure if you wanted to, you know, push that first book out or wait. I, um, <laughs> it reminds me of it. And obviously this is different because like, you know, you're a grown adult, but I, I was doing a, a sometimes a, a, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we try, we try to be, yeah, yeah. it's difficult, yeah. um, but I was doing a speaking engagement at a school a little while ago. And, um, you oh, know, that's when, cool. especially, yeah, it was super fun. Uh, but when I'm talking to like younger writers, I always like to caution, especially younger writers, but any writer, once you have your first book out there, your name is on it and it's out there. You can't take it back. Yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, mean that you should just be like really scared and gun shy and don't post anything, but you know, it doesn't hurt to be, you know, to take it a sets minute. your brand though. It sets yeah, your exactly. So like, that's why I'm like, I'm so thrilled that that first, you know, young adult fantasy that I tried to sell, I'm thrilled now that it didn't sell because you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the best I can do. And I know that now I didn't know it at the time. Cause it was the best I could do at the time. I guess maybe someday I'll regret among thieves, but I, I, I don't think I will. I love, I don't think so. From, yeah, um, but I you know, I, so. I just, I feel like this is a much better, um, you know, this is a much better, like 
first step into the into the publishing world for me so um yeah that's always like my word of caution like you know there's no age limit on publishing like nobody yeah, needs to jump yeah. the gun you know so no yeah and that's why i say in the mark you know i was talking to him, i said i want a rapid release anyway because like i would like to you know like i i've looked at sales and marketing and it seems that you know people that do seven for indie publishing do a yeah. lot better like 35 to 38 number is the magic number yeah. yeah it's and like really they say nine um like Lindsay broker um like they're um oh my gosh i'm sorry Lindsay. i'm blanking on this name because they changed their podcast oh, okay uh, it had a different name um and mark and i were just talking about it i just got him onto it uh on friday actually but um um yeah like it's like it was like the 100k uh like where people want to get to 100k for sales and things like that and it was just so interesting though where they were just discussing that you coming back on camera but uh they were they were just <laughs> talking about that so it's just funny that you mentioned that because they were just talking about that on uh, it was either their last episode or two episodes ago just kind of about the same thing you know like it sets your brand and you know like rapid releasing especially like especially with rapid releasing but just in general like that first book sets your brand and they yeah. also said like you probably shouldn't publish your first book that you wrote you know go and write another one come back to that one later if you want. So it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I feel like, you know, a lot of people say that. So I've been debating that. Cause I'm like, like we were talking earlier, like I just don't think I have the, the writing experience for it. And I'm thinking of just writing a second book. I would like to fix it though. At yeah, some point. You can so. always come back. Yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. great thing until it's published. You can edit it as many times as you yeah, want. Exactly. No limit on that either. Yeah, exactly. You you can do 60 drafts if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't Well, and Brandon talked about that, like, yeah. on his uh, online lectures before the pandemic, uh, when they were great. And I'd highly recommend it for any of our listeners. Uh, and I'll actually be doing a podcast about them. I'm going to go back through, listen, and pull out great advice that he had. But the, it's kind of hard because it's, like, simplifying a definition that's already simplified. And his stuff was just so great uh, for his class. But he talked about, like, again, like, how he wrote, like, 11 to 13 books and but he never went back and edited any of them and he said that that was the thing that was keeping him from selling so that's what I we were cautioning you know uh, listeners to the other day too is that you know if you are gonna set that first book aside that's fine but just know that you are gonna have to do that process of editing to get that experience and I kind of feel like I'm avoiding that and I feel like it's what I need the most so fun part of the process editing is where you get to take all of the sand that you've gathered in your first draft and make your castle like oh that's a really good way to put it we got a lot of good quotes from you today so i'm full of metaphors today (laughs) but like this book right here this is probably the i don't know 25th 26th draft of among thieves oh wow um so you know the first draft of among thieves was not good it was not good. It was bad and riddled with plot holes and cardboard characters. <laughs> and, you know, and then I had to fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it's okay to have a bad first draft. Honestly, it's like normal to have a bad first draft. I think if you don't, then you're lying to yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, if you don't have a bad first draft and it's genuinely not a bad first like, draft. Like, did you write a book then? lying to yourself, then you need to share whatever magical potion you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, yeah. I want it too. If anybody just yeah, right? after listening, like, I'll put an order in. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take 10, please. <laughs> and we'll tell our friends. Yeah. <laughs> God, that just makes it sound so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> yeah. It sounds so much more preferable than like, I literally, I print, so I'm a teacher, right? So I, I printed my first draft and uh, Mark and I were talking about it. He goes, I, and my other friend said the same thing. And he's like, you should really just 
go through print it and just correct it like a teacher and I'm like that's a great advice he's like you're used to it you've been trained to do it and he's like you'll probably get more out of it than just rereading it that way on the computer and it helps because uh, so it's in a different format. I always, yeah, too, every yeah. single draft I do, I'm sorry, trees. I promise I recycle them <laughs> after, but I always do one hard, hard copy. Edit okay. See, that's, that's good to know. I think reader, you know, helps. listeners would really, yeah, that's, that's good advice. I think. Yeah. It's just like, that makes it you feel takes better. You away from the computer. It takes you out of that, like perfection element because I'm yeah, yeah. handwriting, which yeah. is terrible. So it like, <laughs> feels like freer. I can be messy and you know, cross stuff out, but it didn't actually delete it because the file is still on the computer. I can just cross it out. Or yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's yeah, like totally. a lot less pressure. I don't know. It's nice. So well, yeah, I would like, recommend that. Yeah. And I got like Scrivener to do that, but I have to learn Scrivener. No offense, Scrivener, but I have to learn that to do <laughs> yeah. it. And it's like, it's taking forever. And I'm like, well, why don't I just do it this way? I'm like, I don't have to learn the program till later. You know, and it's just like, I just feel like Plus, it'll work a lot better for then me. You can buy fun pens that are that colorful. too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> well we're running out of time but we got so much good stuff uh if you don't mind coming back mallory that'd be terrific we could uh do a second episode uh before yeah. airing this one then we could just do you back to back that's what i've been doing with uh scott and mark actually um we had so much going on today i didn't want to detract us and i feel like i got a lot out of today and i know other people will as well so uh, so listeners we're going to stop here and we'll invite mallory back for her episode two and what we'll do is We'll just actually have them back-to-back weeks, just like I said, like Mark and Scott's. Uh, so thank you so much, Mallory, for coming. Uh, I'll just do our sign-off real quick. Is there anything you want to promote? Obviously, Among the Thieves. <laughs> uh, real quick before we end. <laughs> Something. No, yeah. I, uh, to, uh, the people I, watching I don't YouTube. know what I'm possibly promoting. Possibly <laughs> it looks so uh, good back there. They're so beautiful. Chris McGrath really is nice. cover art and he's a wizard. Oh, um, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just would say, you know, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on. Oh, of course. Anytime. To come back for another, you know, perfect. Part. I'm really um, excited. Yeah. But among thieves. And then if anyone wants to find me anywhere on the internet, I'm just at MJ Coon books, all one word. I'm on all the social medias because I'm a millennial and that's how <laughs> actually uh, any other links you want to send me, I'll put them in the description. I do have your website, so uh, I will be putting that in description. Anything you want to send me at all, just give to me and we'll put right there in that description for the YouTube channel and we'll direct people for the Spotify there. And we'll have a couple other things like on, you know, my Twitter and the Facebook page and stuff like that. So. Sounds good. Perfect. So for any of you listening out there, thank you again for coming to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. You can find our videos on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, The audio will be on Spotify, I promise, by the time you uh, listen to this one. Uh, Well, before that, uh, feel free to reach us at scholarsofuma, that's U-M-A at gmail.com. Let us know if you'd like to see any other uh, authors or writers on our podcast, any questions you have for future guests. Uh, feel free to send us any videos and pictures that are fantasy and sci-fi related. Mallory, again, thank you so much for coming and uh, I'll send you a couple of possible calendar dates. That way we can lock down your second episode and we'll get you all squared away. Sounds good. Thanks so Perfect. much. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Mallory, have a good rest of the day and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>